This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Welcome to the final recap of season four, Caitlin. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? Wow. I really can't. What a year it's been, huh, guys? <laughs> it's only been one. I know. It's been one year to do season four, and wow, it has felt like an eternity thanks to everything that's happened in 2020. I know. I almost want to go back and re-listen to all of these episodes yeah. from season like at this point in the pandemic, I want to I want right. to hear what the beginning of the season was like That's when true. stuff started getting weird. I know because I'm sure in January we were like, "This is gonna be the best year ever." Did I tell you what Chris and I like our our New Year's resolution was oh to be more social? Oh my god! Like I'm not joking. Like we had things planned like every other weekend when Jack mm-hmm. was with his dad. We were mm-hmm. making plans with friends to go out to dinner. We went out to dinner and went bar hopping. Girl, I hosted brunches at my house. Like we <laughs> bought like That's right. nice coffee carafes, like insulated, to <sighs> run fucking like ten person brunches at my house. I remember I wanted to come. <sighs> They were awesome. I know. I had such FOMO looking at those pictures and videos and stuff. I can't wait to get back to that. But, you know, it'll be a while. But vaccine on the way. So that's good. I know. Very exciting. And you know what else is also exciting? I got an email today from our superintendent. And finally, teachers are can skip the line for COVID testing. We are prioritized. So there's certain centers where if we show our ID, tell them that we're educators, frontline yeah. workers. That's what they call us, frontline workers. And they suddenly. put in front teachers. Yeah, suddenly, here we are in December, and now I Nine can solid have... solid months. Right. Like, why is this just thought about now? Like, since March, we've been thinking about what's going to happen in the fall. God. Crazy. But yeah, so- isn't that exciting? It's very exciting, and um, thank you to everybody who's been listening all this time with us mm-hmm. and writing in to tell us that we've helped, somehow helped you keep a little bit of your sanity. That always makes me feel good because um, I, know, I know that keeping this on track has, has been the little bit of normalcy this year has had. I was going to say, like, this has helped me with the passage of time a little yeah. bit. Like, it feels like I just saw you the other day, but also right. like six months ago. I so, know. I, you I know, know, just having this regular appointment and I this know. has been like one real true constant unchanged for me. I think we both this changed jobs. Mm-hmm. We both have had to completely upend our lives for a pandemic. And the way we did our jobs, too, is very different, too, because now you're working remotely. Yep, completely remote. Best best thing I've ever done. That's Um, awesome. So, yeah, so here we are. We're going to talk about The Leap today, which is the the final episode of season four. Uh, But we will have one more episode before the new year, before 2020 officially dies, and that will be our... Season four recap, our season four roundup of the bests, the worsts, the ledges, everything you want um, want us to talk about of the whole season. We'll talk about all the character arcs and where the story is going and hopefully going in season five because no spoilers. Right. 
Um, so you'll. Uh, I'm smiling for to... season five. I know it's season so good. Five is so good. The very last clip of of the episode today, where we see Ted at the blackboard, was just like, <gasps> yes. Season Wasn't five. it exciting? Yeah, yeah. It felt really, yeah. really good. Um, but before we get into that, we have a new patron. Woo-hoo. So thanks to Chris Z for joining us over on Patreon. Um, and I would like to remind you all that last episode was <laughs> fucking bananas. Speaking of patrons, we had 21, oh. 21 legendary moments. And Caitlin and I... completely lost our minds at the end of the episode. The unraveling was so interesting to listen to. Yeah. So I imagine if you don't, if you don't send in legendary moments, you might not care or care to listen to all of the last bit of our, our episodes usually, but this is one you might really want to listen to. Yeah. You might enjoy it. I still, I still, and I lived it, edited it, and then I've listened to it several times since, and it still makes me laugh. Just the way we lose trying, our minds. What was the phrase that you said that you lost it at? And then I heard it. Oh, shit. What was it? Someone with an M in it? Well, there's Happy Easter. No, no, no. Not Happy <laughs> Easter. No, it was when we started to unravel. Maybe it's when we were doing British accents. Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely the British accents. Math. Maths. Maths. <laughs> maths. That's where we lost it. So, yeah. Um, I went into a full Love oh. Island accent. Caitlin followed me down that path. And then it just... <gasps> The wheels really came off. So it really came off. Feel free, to, feel free to skip to the end for the legendary moments last time uh, to hear that. And again, sorry to I think it was Clint whose yeah. uh, legendary moment got we fully, fully hijacked by our alter egos. Um, what else? Oh, I put up on Instagram and Twitter the full list of Christmas episodes from How I Met Your Mother. What a beautiful graphic too by the way which oh just God, was gorgeous looking so much. I, I kept looking at it oh so yeah you can head over to uh instagram or twitter hey beautiful pod both places to get your full list to binge for christmas although when you hear this christmas might have happened depending yeah on when i edit this so but you can still watch them yeah it's so good um yeah and that's it so let's let's get going we've got 15 15 so legendary more moments. Reasonable. I know. We have 15 legendary moments from listeners like you. And now let's get into The Leap. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five Level members, Adam, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. Thank you to all of our patrons for their support of this show. Our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month, and you'll receive all the perks we offer. Join for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. I have some sad news. Oh no, what happened? Last weekend, I had to make my own chocolate chip cookies. What? What (laughs) has the world come to? They weren't even like, I mean, I make a real good chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, you do. But they just, it didn't have that like soft deliciousness that the Rachel's Cookies and Treats mm. chocolate chip cookie has. It Ugh. wasn't minor, like was it was too thin. And I like yeah. a thin crispy cookie. Yeah, right. But this but was not, not what you wanted. It was not what I wanted. I had no more molasses crinkle. Ugh. Nothing. That's a real tragedy. I and had you a, know, 
I've seen that people are starting to buy even more. Rachel's Cookies and Treats, someone said, actually, I think it was uh, one of our fans left them a really nice review on their website. Mm -hmm. And I put it up on our Instagram. So our fans are really enjoying using our special code that gets them 25% off. That's right. They have that 25% off code for our HB family. And that yeah. promo code is all caps H-B-F-A-M. Easy yeah, so to remember. HB fam at rachelscookiesandtreats.com. And you'll be able to get 25% more cookies. And they ship anywhere in the continental U.S. So if you have friends or family that you're not going to be able to see over the holidays, send them a box. Send yeah. them a, a mixed bag of cookies and treats because they will not be disappointed we promise yeah they're all real ingredients no preservatives they are handmade in small batches it is a small family owned and operated business slash woman owned that's right that's right. It's amazing you can use that promo code a million bajillion times to send all of your loved ones treats and i was thinking what a fun way to celebrate the new year too Right? Yeah. Like, start off on, like, the right foot with a sweet treat, like, gift to your family or yeah, friends. Maybe not family. Fuck the 2021 <laughs> yeah. resolution of diets. You fuck that. Start 2021 with some goddamn cookies because we've earned it after this fucking year. We made it through. Let's celebrate with it. some cookies. Celebrate surviving 2020. Reward yeah. the people in your life who wear masks and like vaccines. <sighs> With a box from Rachel's Cookies and Treats. <laughs> so yeah, head over to rachelscookiesandtreats.com and you can use our code HBFAM to get 25% off your order, as many orders as you like. So this is season four, episode 24, The Leap. It first aired on May 18th, 2009, right near your birthday, Caitlin. Woohoo, yeah. Writers, of course, are Thomas and Bayes. Craig Thomas and Carter Bays, and our director, who else but Pam Fryman, to finish out this season. So good. So we open on a, a long shot of the skyline of New York City, and, and we hear future Ted saying that every architect has a building that changed their career. And now that we've watched the episode, we know that for Ted, it wasn't a building he built, but it was mm -hmm. a building that broke him. Oof. You know, like that did literally change his career. It didn't make him a bigger architect, but it humiliated him into going in a new direction. It completely altered like the tra trajectory of his life. Right. So fucking Ribtown is, <laughs> is the building in question, of course. It's the one he's been really struggling with for, for weeks now, for, you know, several episodes. And, you know, this means he's still trying to cling to the idea of Mosby's designs. Um, and he's desperate for any work he can get as a as an architect, so long as it's not a murder house. He's got some standards and That's boundaries. That's where he know. draws the line. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's <laughs> still refusing to take the quote-unquote crappy dead-end teaching job. I mean, accurate. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, Caitlin's going to probably be in Lily's boat on that. Yeah. Um, I didn't and, get peed on, but yeah. it is a pandemic, and I have still have children not sneezing into my open mouth, but sneezing very close to my body. Oh, God. God. With, and kids without masks, right? Which, I mean, is they can't, but that's yeah. I understand that piece. But, but bless, bless you. 
for all you do. You're silent soldiers, you know? Oh, my God. Vacation <laughs> can't come soon enough. <laughs> so. Oh, side note. What? A parent gave me a bottle of wine. That's amazing. It, it, isn't it? She's like, I can't yeah. give you your gift like at school. So oh. <laughs> I don't think See, admin that's not would weird approve. to me because at the French school, we got wine for everything. Oh, yeah. That's no. really cute. Yeah. No, not in public school. And at Christmas break, the last day before Christmas break, one of the kindergarten teachers brought in jello shots for all the teachers. So that does not French happen in public schools. school. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So Ted is refusing to take this job that keeps being offered to him. So I guess Tony has, has left the offer, left the offer open and his friends are also kind of in the teaching boat, right? They said, they said he'd be a great professor, which obviously we know he would be. Um, but while he can't, he doesn't want to take what he, uh, he treats as the easy route being a college professor. He cannot come up with anything for this stupid cowboy hat building. So he's working on it and working on it, and it's it's almost his 31st birthday. And then Barney comes in, as he's in the middle of all this work, to ask about Robin. And so it's taken all season for Barney to come to Ted about really asking, basically asking Robin out. Because we already know <laughs> that Ted knows that Barney likes Robin. Like, they've had the discussions about it. Mm-hmm. But this is him really asking for his blessing, of course, through a metaphor of suits. And, of course, Ted's fine with it because they've already, they've already talked it out. And it's a cute moment with, you know, Barney saying, the suit is Robin. And you're with me now because, because I, I explained it to you. And he does the, like, the forced hug. <laughs> so and he, cute. like, leans way over. Yeah. And, of course, there's a piece missing, right? And we'll, we'll come back to this scene later on and have more of the story flushed out. <laughs> um, and so it's three days later now at this point, and we see Ted where I'm going to assume he has been the entire last three days yeah. at his little easel. Is that what it's called? Drafting desk. Dra- oh, thank you. I was like, artist table. I was like, oh, it's an easel. Slanty table. Sl- slanted thing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, at this point, um, it's also his birthday too. And we see Marshall come down, who's up on the roof and he invites him up, but Ted is down to the wire. Presentation is tomorrow. He's not going to come up. And why does Marshall even want him to come to the roof anyway? What is he throwing him another surprise party? (laughs) And Marshall's uncomfortable reaction, like just shows his hand because clearly there is a rooftop full of people waiting for Ted to come up. I don't and know what I, you mean. That was like smooth. It's like, you know, you don't get two surprise parties in a row. I mean, that is rich. <laughs> that this is, is rich. rich. And I love like any good high school drama actor. He holds that until he's fully off stage. Yeah. Yep. He's all the way up on the roof and he's muttering <laughs> classic. <laughs> yep. Classic. So good. Um, but, you know, now the uh, birthday boy won't come up. So, of course, this party is ruined. Yeah. And now there's just only one thing to do um, that will save the party. And, oh, no, hold on. 
Marshall sets it up better. That was terrible. Um, <laughs> now there's only one thing left to do. And we see Marshall walk up to the ledge of the building. And Lily calls after him not to do it. But Marshall is adamant. Lily, I have to do this. There's no point in putting it off any longer. And at this point, we have future Ted step in, luckily, to give us um, to give us some backstory real quickly. And right, because we think he's going to, like, kill himself. Obviously. Yeah, like, I have so to. so sad about the party. Right. Like, <laughs> Lily, there's no point putting it off any longer. <laughs> but turns out Marshall is not, you know, <clears throat> clinically depressed or anything like that. Um, it turns out a few years ago, the boys had put a blow-up pool on the roof to cool off during a hot New York summer, as you New Yorkers are wont to do. Right, right. Barney uses the term pimped out, which <laughs> is like pimp my ride, right? Yeah. So it's about 2004, 2007, which is when the show aired. Just to give that some context. Um, But Marshall points out that the people across the alley, like, or in the next building over, really know how to live because they've got one hot tub. Yeah. And it's only six or seven feet between the two of them. And that's it. And Barney, like. Could you jump six or seven feet? You probably could. Bitch, I can't even jump two. But you, you do bar now. I bet you could do a flying leap. I maybe, but not over like a fucking alley. No, I'm and never. on a rooftop. On a rooftop. No, we're not talking like balance beam jumps from like six feet apart. You know, where you'd have to like jump precariously and like land softly. And, yeah, like, or like and across just, a river bank. Yeah. No. Hell this is, no. Uh, fuck that. Hell fuck no. that. So, um, yeah, Marshall. Clearly, that's the only. That's. The, just a little push that he needed was them to, like, ask, like, what are you going to do, jump? He's like, oh, yeah, this is a brilliant idea. Yeah. But he doesn't jump. And so over the years, we see Marshall standing on the ledge of the building just saying, okay, okay. <laughs> Trying to work up the courage to do it. And we see him in all okay. different <laughs> contexts. He's he's um, Dracula. It's freezing cold. Like, all different points. And he never jumps. He never jumps that far. We get this flash it's a flash forward, but it's a flash back from, from, I think it's three days of snow when we see yeah, I was just about to know, say the, the five I, words, I can jump that far. Yep. I can trust you guys when Carl hands the boys the keys to, the, to McLaren's and they create puzzles. That's right. We so, should buy a bar. I can trust you guys. I can jump that far. And they had this exact scene there. So like... Just the way that they crafted the whole season is awesome. That they were I, able to splice stuff that now it's a flash forward, but here it's a flash back. It's like a whole. The way they play thing. with time. Yeah, it's awesome. There was another example. I'm going to win her back. So Yes. Can't, can't wait to, to see how that unfolds. Because oh, I, yeah. I could have lots of ideas. I'm not going to yeah. give you any spoilers, but just think about. Yeah. Well, we know who said it, right? Yeah. Ted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Ted. Ted. So just think. Yeah, exactly. Just let your mind wander. Not that you're going to guess it or whatever, but it's just fun to kind of think about how this will play out because now we know I can jump that far was a real thing. Yeah. And it also made me think of, and this is a, a non-spoiler predict, like jump forward. It's very Marshall versus the machine. <laughs> like Marshall has this habit. Well, I mean, and even with like running the marathon and he has this habit of like, being really confident in his avi- abilities to mm-hmm. do things. So this is like another example of him 
just really, just really strongly believing in himself, and I, I really but he appreciate can do it. that. And I'm obsessed with the Dracula wing spread. Oh, and he's like slowly. <laughs> he's so serious. Like he's really trying to become Dracula in order Dracula. to do it. Yeah, Dracula. I love it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so Marshall's now convinced that this is the only thing that's you know going to save the party. I think he says it's totally going to save the party. Mm-hmm. And we get this really good scene where Lily pleads with him to get down, yep. and she's like, "For the last time." Or no, Marshall actually has like the whole big setup. He's like, "Lily, do you think when Evil Knievel was on his like Star Spangled Rocket at the edge of Snake yep. River Canyon that Linda Knievel told him to get down?" And so this must be a common fight. Yes. In their household. Yes. And we see Lily say, for the last time, I am not Linda Knievel. I will never be Linda Knievel. And he's like, you don't have to remind me. He's like, just cuts her to the core. His response is just so good. It's so good. So I actually Bitter. have a clip of Evil Knievel in the Star Spangled Rocket on the edge of Snake River Canyon. Have you seen this? Do you know about no, it? No, no. Do you know anything about it? So no. It was this really big, huge, like, publicity stunt, um, and I guess at the last second, he pulls the the emergency parachute cord, like, and, and, and just the jump is, like, aborted or whatever. Whoa. And so the one video that I had, I just, like, kind of, like, scrolled through it quickly, and they're, like, that people think it was planned for him to pull that chute, and it was just all a big publicity stunt, and that oh, was it, and he never he actually... he was never going to make it? Yeah. Oh... But it was real interesting. Drama. Yeah, and it reminded me of like, do you remember? I, I mean, not now, but I, I just feel like there were ones where like some guy was gonna like jump real high Bitch. or like. Bitch, I watched that thing. I think we did it too. Was, it was Red Bull. Yeah, that was it. Yes, sponsored yes, by Red Bull, yes. and he went outside of the fucking Earth's atmosphere, atmosphere, jumped, blacked out halfway down. So he's just like tumbling, free fall, and then luckily regained consciousness in time to pull. My his hands are fucking sweating parachute i i remember sitting at work watching that i remember that you could see the fucking curve of the earth yes yes that was i remember chris and i commenting about that i don't even like i don't even like to go okay so my office is on the second floor it's 23 steps and i have Mm -hmm. to do bus duty at the top in the morning i don't even Mm -hmm. like to look over if i hear like a kid i'm like oh mm." Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't trust myself. Nope. I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall. And sometimes the kids will fall. I'm like, over. get over here. Yeah, you don't need yeah. to look over that. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut real quick to the apartment, and we see Bessie, the goat, uh, yeah. run. Oh, Missy. Thank you. Yeah, Missy. I thought it was Bessie. I don't know why. Missy, the goat. I don't know why I'm changing in my notes. I'm never going to look back at this. <laughs> Missy, the goat, runs. I know. Runs across in front of Ted, and he kind of, like, thinks he's seeing things, because he's been up for three days at this point, really, not sleeping, just really working very hard on Mm -hmm. uh, this project. And then we cut right back to Lily pleading with Marshall, and and she finally gives him the reason to jump down, and she tells him that she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. But it totally backfires because Marshall says, well, I noticed you gained some weight lately, and so... (laughs) Mar- uh, Lily's like basically like fuck you go ahead jump I hope you die and then that means both Kobe and Allison have joked about being pregnant yeah to get them out of something which I love this season it's been amazing yeah I, lo- I noticed that you gained some weight go ahead and jump I hope you die 
I love how like loving they are to each other, but then it just like like that on a dime. Yeah. But you know, it's never like truly. You know, like right, right. She doesn't really love you guys, but no. it's just funny how they just switch it like that. Yeah. They make me laugh. Um, yeah, so then we have, like, the camera kind of turn, and we see Barney, who turns to Robin, mm-hmm. and uh, there's, like, this, so we get this, like, quick back and forth between these scenes between Barney and Robin and Ted and the goats in the apartment, and we get these yeah. two pretty big shocking reveals. So Barney starts to confess his feelings for Robin, but before she can tell him that, she tells Barney she thinks she's in love with him. Yeah, she beats him to the cut. Right. And so then we cut we have a quick cut to the goat staring down Ted in the kitchen and then oh my god, we cut, so we have like Missy back and we know that this is the story from last the goat year. from last year. We finally get to up. Yeah, and um, so yeah, we come back to the party where we still see Marshall trying to leap. And no, I love how Nick, every time we cut back to to Marshall on the ledge, he's ne- no one else else is ever really looking at him. Yeah, this is supposed to save so the long. party. Yeah, it's supposed to save the party, but everyone's forgotten at this point. It's lost his novelty, and if he were to jump, everyone would miss it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so Lily's phone rings, and it is Ted. <laughs> staring down at the goat and so we what does he say it's like lily it's staring at me it's it's here and it's staring at me or whatever it's the same line that robin uses in little boys that's right yeah <laughs> good catch one about a, one about a human child and one about yeah. a goat Oops. um so yeah, so we already know some of the goat's backstory. Um, Lily had a farmer come in. This is from season three, episode 17, mm-hmm. um, where Lily had a farmer come and talk to her the class, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so Lily took the goat in to save the life of the goat. But anyway, mm-hmm. so we cut back to the rooftop and Barney rushes over to Lily to tell her something amazing has happened. And you really think that this is going to go the bar- the way Barney wants it or the way he thinks mm-hmm. it is. So we get a flashback to the scene of Barney and Robin together. And, um, you know, Robin confesses that she's in love with him and we get the classic Barney back. The one where he's like, yeah. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, it's, you know, probably a bad idea. We're just friends. Yeah. And I love Robin looks at him and says, okay, have a good party. Have a good party. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> and he fucking noogies her. Yeah, it's just like, it hurts a little bit. Ooh, like, oof. Oh, God. The two oof. Of them. Oof. Um, so, yeah. So, the girl he was in love with for over a year, the second she reciprocates, he goes back to normal and is completely over her yeah it's almost like robin knew that that's what would happen yeah <laughs> like this was like a planned sort of it's almost like she could play barney like with a fit at like a fiddle yeah you know huh mm. Mm. couldn't be that though no back at the apartment we see ted fighting with the goat about fucking washcloth ted keeps putting the washcloth back and somehow the goat still keeps eating it now i wonder I can't remember if this is one of the ones, but I remember Craig talking about on some interview or something about how they kind of like painted themselves into some corners with some of the stuff I've, they did. And I feel like this goat was one of them. Yeah. Um, like they knew that they basically that they were using the goat in season three 
to be kind of a something that would tell us that Robin was living there the next year. Like that was the real point of it, that the story he got was in the wrong year. And in the year that the goat happened, Robin was living there. And that was going to be like, what the fuck? Because at that point, Robin and Ted were broken up. So now they had to find a way a year later to revive the goat story and make it pay off. And I mean, it, it works. And it's definitely a metaphor that... I have clung to, but I can kind of tell that it was something that they kind of, they kind of got painted into a corner over. Cause in, in season three, they were like what that goat was doing in that bathroom. And it's right. like, okay, it wasn't anything disgusting or horrible. No, it was you know? just went in to eat a, wash eat a washcloth. Cloth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Right. Right. Because, I mean, you could swap out the goat and the washcloth with anything else. Yeah, right, right, right. That, you know, like, keeps coming back to and and it would be, right. it would still work. So I'm like, eh, all right, well, it gets us there. It gets us there. Right, it gets right, them right, out right. of the corner, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, it's And fine. we get the most amazing scene later on because <laughs> of the goat. So, yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Um, back at the party, Marshall is still, you know, working up that strength to <laughs> strength, strength. Don't start uh, to jump. And but Barney's already moved on. Yeah. Um, he's found a gullible-looking blonde that uh, believes he's c- somehow connected to the Rockettes. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so he fresh brings off, her fresh off fresh the off bus, the from, bus Iowa. from Iowa. Can you believe it? And he tells her, "Go make me that rum and beer drink your dad likes so much." She's like, "Okay." He loves a girl with daddy issues. He really does. And so, like, he kind of brings her over to sort of, like, flaunt her in front of Lily. Like, I'm cool with it. I'm not upset that Robin doesn't love me. Yeah. Just like, look at me. I'm back to normal. And Lily's fucking pissed about it. Right. Um, You know, she's just had it because, you know, the one time... The one time she actually keeps a secret, she's now forced to spill the beans. And Barney's confused because he didn't even know there were beans. Yeah. In this situation, but there are. There's beans. I love There are beans. That. Yeah. There's beans. It's so good. She's so cute. So, yeah, we get this flashback to the very first scene where Barney comes in and um, is talking to Ted about wanting to actively pursue Robin at this point. And what we don't know is uh, the camera like pulls out and we see that Robin is actually in her room with the door shut. So she has heard this entire thing. So, yeah, so we're not sure what her reaction means here. If she really does reciprocate and that's why she's nervous or and so she's just been swallowing this and like trying to get over it. And now this is going to be become a thing or if she's going to feel awkward about it. So at some point before the party, um, she told Marshall and Lily about it. And they both put on a great face of trying to act surprised by this news that Barney is in love with her. Um, And I'm actually proud of Lily for lasting an entire day before telling Marshall. Because it was seven months and 29 days that that Marshall knew and eight months that she knew. And so, of course... They're just thirsty to know what Robin is going to do about this. And I love that she baits them with this big church wedding and 
the B&B in New Hampshire. It's like, you fucking idiots. It's basically like a Hallmark movie. Right. And we get a great lesson. Scene. Yeah, and we got a great lesson in subtext from Robin here, from from Kobe, really, where she delivers It's Barney in three completely different ways. You know, of course, it's like, I can't. It's Barney. And then it's like, but it's Barney. Like, we really get along. But no, it's Barney. Like, we're friends. It's like these three completely different ways that she says it, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> then she's she's so sure of herself that, you know, <laughs> Letting him down is going to destroy his life. And we get a, a wonderful moment from Marshall just being like, eh, like motioning to her entire essence. Like all of her. Like, yeah, all of her. And be like, eh. And I just love it so much. Marshall comes up with the idea that in order to get out of this, because at this point, Marshall and Lily believe that Robin doesn't like Barney back. Like, right. they, they don't think that she could possibly just want to keep ignoring her feelings and that's why she needs to reject him which is what's happening so they decide she should try to mosby him oh, now so she's good. been she's been on the receiving end of the mosby mm-hmm. before on the business end of it so she <laughs> on knows the business end of the mosby right it's high risk and high reward and um this is a flashback. We get a flashback all the way to the very, very, very first episode when they were little babies. When on their first date, their first date, Ted Mosby'd her, and you know it really shut down her their progression as a couple because she couldn't handle it. Back at the party, we've seen now that Lily has caught him up to all of this. That the whole time Robin knew that he had feelings for her, mm-hmm. and that he Mosby'd her, or she Mosby'd him. And now he's pissed. Yep. Because she doesn't love him. <laughs> and it's the beginning of these two head cases just going round and round this episode. And meanwhile, downstairs, it's Ted versus the goat kicking off. Ted grabs the washcloth again from the goat. Um, and then Lily tells Marshall to to go get Ted downstairs to finally drag him up to the roof to get this fucking disaster of a surprise party over with but marshall finds ted on the floor with the goat standing over him and there's a a hoof print on his head like a A maroon a perfect cloven hoof print and so at the hospital um well it's important to note that season four starts at the hospital ends at the hospital right ted specifically in bed at the hospital um we started because it was him, you know, propo- about to propose to Stella because he got T-boned in the car. Right. And so we're back here. It's the same nurse. It's like we've come. Full circle. A full circle, like full 360. And I love the way Ted says, a freaking wild animal. You let a freaking wild animal in our apartment. Yes. Savage. A freaking wild animal. Like the way he says it is so good. Like he's like restraining himself so much. And then we get the best fucking scene. I'll say now this is my legendary Oh, for sure. What else is it going to be? Is the flashback to Ted's, like, fever dream of his confrontation with the goat. Of course, scored by Murder Train. Of course. Because what else? And we get just this full fight scene between him and the goat. And here are my favorite moments. Ted open palm slapping the goat. (laughs) 
the goat stomping with its two little front paws they just on, down, on the pillow. Ch- yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pillow, like, like, trying to hit him in the face <laughs> or suffocate him with the pillow. You can't really tell. I know. Ted doing a full elbow drop on the goat's head. The goat and Ted rolling around and the little goat legs, like, between Ted's legs. And then the goat strangling him. It's so good. Those, for me, were the highlights. Obsessed with that scene. I mean, that, that's one that sticks with you. And um, eventually, Robin and Barney are left alone in the hospital room because Ted is cleared to go. Because it wasn't anything major. You know, we get the got beat by a girl joke. Fart, fart, fart. <laughs> And we realized that, again, this is this is the hospital where Barney realized a year ago when he was, you know, in a full body cast that he had feelings for Robin. So it's taken him a full year to mm-hmm. say something to her in a hospital. <laughs> and he's like, he confronts her. He confronts mm-hmm. her about Mose being him. And... <laughs> I think the the one true thing she like it's like everything she says starts out true and then she panics and Mosby's him. Right. So she's like, I don't know, I f- you know, I feel I really I figured you wouldn't want the trouble. Like I feel like that's her honest yeah. reaction, right? Like I'm fucked up, you're fucked up. Neither of us know how to deal with this, so I wanted to save us the trouble, right? And I love Barney's little maybe I want the trouble. Yeah. Like that's that's real. Doesn't sound then, so troubling. Right, it's not so troubling with you. Oh. And this is the point where you realize, yeah, there is definitely something there mm-hmm. for Robin. She wasn't just trying to let him down easy. She's been struggling too. And I mean, if you look back on the season, they've had growing chemistry this whole time. We just haven't been privy to what Robin has been feeling because she is more of a cold-hearted bitch than Barney is. Mm-hmm. Like, she hasn't told Lily any of this. If anybody has black sludge pumping through their body, it's Robin. It's Robin. It's absolutely Robin because she yeah. she dealt with it, right? Like they mm-hmm. had sex mm-hmm. and she shut that box. Yep. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> but she closed that door and and has just been dealing with this on her own since then. It's probably why she and Ted hooked up. Like she's just like dealing with it, right? Like in yeah. her own way. So She's just been struggling this whole year and hasn't told anybody because she knew if she said something to Lily that it would be real. Yeah, it would. She couldn't keep it to herself and pretend like Lily would have questions. She would Mm -hmm. ask. She would make her talk about it. Yeah, and try to set stuff up, Mm -hmm. right, like Lily does. Yep. And so we get this great back and forth of the two of them. Just very quickly flipping back and forth between their real selves and their their f- frozen fronts that they create. And so it's, friends, friends, you did it again. I did not. Why are you afraid? Because I'm scared of how much I like you. Whoa, this is a mistake. I love you. Let's be friends. I love you. Let's get married. You're smothering me. Forget it. <laughs> and then they make out. Oh, it's taken a fucking full year to get here. It's so good. They haven't kissed since Sandcastles in the Sand, which is season three, I think. Right? Oh, shit. Is that season three? I think so. Yeah, that was the night that that they that they banged. Um, so yeah, Bar- Robin and Barney have made out. What is this going to mean? They decide they'll they'll figure it out later, and that's that's all we get of this in this season is them 
kissing and then saying they'll figure it out, whatever that means. What a cliffhanger. Oof. Seriously. What a what a roof ledge We're, hanger. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, opportunity missed. Thank you. <laughs> what a marshal, I guess. We get to see Ted at his big Big presentation. So despite the last three days, the crazy last night, everything, he somehow finally made it to where he was aiming to to, to be. And he unveils this beautiful artist or architect's rendering Mm -hmm. of a giant cowboy hat, Rib Town. It's gorgeous. Should be exactly what they wanted, right? Exactly exactly what they they wanted. A rib joint shaped in the hat. Shaped in the hat. Here I go. (laughs) In the shape of a cowboy hat. There we go. Without Zora's seating on the brim. (laughs) I would love to see what that's like. I know. Well, it's... I'm interested. not structurally sound, because I don't think it really exists anywhere. (laughs) No. No, probably not. Um, And... The uh, the two gentlemen from Ribtown, they look at me like, yeah, you know, you're great. You're great. And they basically break up with him. You're yeah. going to make some other restaurant, you know, really nice building. And they're like, I'm real happy, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's like he Mosby'd them. Yes. <laughs> and oh. they're panicking. <laughs> Poor guy. And <clears throat> eventually they unveiled the actual winning design. Which is the same fucking design as the GNB building. That got him fired. That got him fired. fired. Yeah. Yeah. But it just has a fucking cowboy hat. And Sven has foiled Ted and his plans again. Or has it? Or is it just helping to push him a little bit further in the right direction? So Sven really just has one idea. But they present it specifically to these, like, douchebag corporate guys who would love... That idea. Exactly. A like, giant T-Rex. Wasn't there like a strip club or something in... In the end. Barney's? Yeah. That's right. They know this, what they're doing. The, Let's make they, it a dinosaur. I mean, I it. would definitely vote for that. Right, right. And so back at the apartment, we get a sweeping declaration from Mark Marshall. We all know how much Marshall loves a sweeping declaration. And this little line made Liz laugh tonight. I could not <laughs> I stop know. laughing. Like the delivery. I am never eating grapes again. again. And he like pounds his fist in front of Ted. <laughs> <laughs> He's only human. Come on. Oh, I love that delivery. I love. I I just love his face. I love the pauses in between. The intensity. Right. He's pissed. He is pissed. How how dare they not believe him? And so Ted is just so upset and he doesn't know how he's going to bounce back from this after all of these, all of these losses that he's had in architecture over the year. And Lily finally says what apparently they've all been thinking this season. I mean, it seems like they were like one more loss away from interventioning him Mm -hmm. because she's like, do you want to bounce back from this? Do you want to keep doing this? To yourself because it's killing you and it's killing us to watch it Ugh. and then you realize like yeah he's had a horrible year and it's if you're not ted it really does seem like the universe is saying this is not the vocation for you right this is not for you right and so we get the goat metaphor of you know stop going for something that doesn't serve you right and it's 
It's a very Buddhist lesson mm-hmm. of when you're attached to something that isn't good for you and when you're attached to something that doesn't serve you, it causes suffering. Like that has helped me so much this year, just the idea that you can detach from things that don't serve you and that you don't need to be emotionally invested in things that are not good for you and don't help you just because of like they've been around for a long time or like Ted is Ted is obsessed with it because that's the path he chose when he was in college. Like that's break, I'm, I am where Ted is. Break up with your bullshit, right? Like yeah. break up with the, the path, the attachments that you don't need. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the year. It's a great time to like figure that out and stop suffering for no reason. Just because you you're on a path that you chose or someone chose for you. And honestly, it's a it's definitely a lesson Ted could use in his romantic life too. Mm-hmm. You know, like stop going for shit that does not serve you. And um, we talked about this last time, but I had this exact same experience, and it was really this whole goat metaphor that made me realize I should widen the parameters of my search for a new job. Mm-hmm. Like I was killing myself to try to become Ugh. a college professor, like doing like. Yep. Working nights and and driving like an hour, two hours to you're driving colleges. all the way down here. Bananas, like it's totally crazy. bananas for what? To get some shit on my resume that wouldn't end up helping me. And I was like, no. And I stopped. And I, my life is so much better. Yay! Like I'm not going to be a college professor unless I have a couple books published. And so, and then that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy in my in my new path because. I stopped just chugging along this this path that I thought would somehow validate the choices I made, you know? Yeah. In our house right now, like with Jack, too, we keep talking a lot about, like, what is success anyway? Exactly. What does that even look like? It is so different for everybody. Yep. Yep. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, you have to be happy with who you are and where you're where you're going and where you're heading. And, and yeah. Ted was not. He wasn't at and all. He kept trying to force it. Right. And, I mean... He well, he clearly couldn't make his own business work. So what is he going to do? Climb the corporate ladder at like a big Ugh. architecture firm? That doesn't sound like success for Ted. No. I mean, he's just he's just ignoring the inevitable because out of pride, mm-hmm. out of like time spent, right? Like because we all get stuck in that trap of like, well, I've been here for this many years. That's me. Right. And I I mean I was like that too. And it's in relationships, it's even worse. Oh yeah. That's I've a really poured, good point. Yeah. I've poured so many years into this relationship. So fucking what? We have kids. Yeah. You want to, I mean, that's just, those aren't excuses. Like, no. stop suffering. You don't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. It's the leap is scary, but life is the fucking rooftop oasis on the other side. One hot tub. One hot tub is waiting for you if you're just brave enough. So Lily shakes him out of it. She's like. You're stuck on this path, but, like, none of us are where we said we would be when we were in college, except for Robin, of course. And we find out Barney wanted to be a violinist. That's a, a new character development. Yep. And she's like, don't tell me things. She's so cute. I was, Lily. And she says, I love the way he whines design. her name. I know. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. You can't design your life like a building. Listen to what the world is telling you. 
and take the leap. And that's the thing. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're so focused on one path, you are missing the signals that the universe is sending you. Yep. Like, because as soon as I stopped looking for professor jobs where I was completely underqualified and up against hundreds of other people with the same degree I had – all of a sudden, I was because I was it was a writing degree, right? And I was like, "What about marketing?" Boom! Interview after interview opened up. Like mm-hmm. you just gotta look in a new direction and listen to what the fucking world is telling you to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So she says, "The listen to what the world is telling you to do and take the leap." So what happens next, Caitlin? Well, I said we have this swell of music. Kate will oh. know. Yep. It's called mm-hmm. Profits by AC Newman. Mm. Yes. And yeah, so the, and that was it's the same music from the beginning of the episode too. Right. So the music swells up and Marshall realizes that she's right. Lily realizes her mistake and tells him it's just a metaphorical leap, but we see yeah. Marshall go up to the ledge of the edge of the building and without hesitation he just takes the leap. And one by one we each see them take a leap and Robin is next and I love like what does this leap mean for her like metaphorically, right? Like yeah, so Robin yeah. leaps and then we see Barney get up there next and he looks at Robin and like she looks back at him and he fucking jumps. I, I always he just He leaps to her. He right. leaps and to Robin, her. Robin's still a mystery. What is her leap? Where is she leaping to? Right. right. Um we got Lily who just, you know, gets up and jumps and finally, finally, finally we see Ted get up Onto the ledge. And future Ted reminds us that this was the year he got left at the altar. It was the year he got knocked out by a crazy bartender. The year I got fired. The year I got beat up by a goat. And damn it if it wasn't the best year of my life. Because all of those things are what led him to the best job of his life. But more importantly, it's what brought him to uh, the kid's mother. It's how he met their mother. And without him being brave enough and vulnerable and taking that leap, none of that ever would have happened. And he needed all of that shitty year to get him to that place. A fucking man. Mm -hmm. And because we find out that she was in that That. first classroom. So now that completely clears Mm -hmm. up that anyone we've seen so far most certainly is, is not the yeah. mother. Will not be coming back because it's someone who was in a class, like in, in an architecture class at Columbia, you know? And I love seeing the clip of Professor Mosby at the board. Oh, me too. And like the, the, the camera pans out and you see all the students just like eating up his every word. Yeah. And it's right place, right time. Mm-hmm. Like if all of these things didn't happen, we wouldn't, I wouldn't have met your mother. And I so relate to the idea of the worst year of your life being Ooh. the best thing to happen to you. Yes, Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. You are never more present than you are in that fucking shithole of a year. Mm-hmm. You know? And without that crazy, horrible year, look at us. The lives we have now. Yeah. Highly recommend having a terrible year, guys. It sucks. Like, and yeah. my friend Meg, um, as talks about this, she's like, it's growth. Growth is uncomfortable. Like it's yeah. so uncomfortable while it's happening. But once it's once you're through the other side, you're just you're nothing but thankful and grateful for that yeah. experience. I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I had quite a horrible year. 
got divorced, had to move several times, got a terrible ticket that never came in the mail, which eventually ended up leading to some trouble with the law, wrecked my car. I'm not a felon. It's been wiped from my record. So, uh, yeah. Threw up from drinking from the for the first time that year. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh. The worst so. thing I ever threw up from drinking. And never mind. You're just going to cut it, so it doesn't matter. Why? <laughs> no, it's just not important to the episode. It was just. I still want to know. Oh, um, tortilla chips. You ever eat a bunch of tortilla chips ooh, and throw up? It's like a thick paste, and it hurts, <laughs> and it scratches. You don't think I'm they're not still that out, bitch? <laughs> Oh, God, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's nasty. For me, it was 2 a.m. Wendy's on top of the, the full stomach of alcohol that did it. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. But I bet that Wendy's tasted good. What'd you get? Chick Nugs? Ooh, I think it was a JBC and some oh. Chick Nugs. Yeah. yeah. Gotta go to the JBC. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I so miss Wendy's. Anyway, that is the leap. That's the end of season four. We see everybody leaping into a new yeah. journey and we don't know what that will mean. Um, what was your legendary moment of the leap? The goat fight. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously. also I love having Lily back. I, me too. That, that was also like a close second because uh, look at what, not like look at what's happened the last couple episodes without her, but like, She's back, and she just kind of brings it all to a head and helps. Yeah. She's like that voice of reason and that the push. And, yeah, the her. wisdom. I love her. But definitely um, murder train and the goat fight. Yeah. <laughs> Number two for me is his speech up on the roof when he's like, yeah. all these things happen, but damn it if it wasn't the best year of my life. Like, oof. I think. That's so great. And I just, I also really love the idea of the leap just taking the leap and maybe not sure if you'll make it but hoping that you will feeling confident that you can do it and just yeah. trying something just well, yeah, doing it like you said being vulnerable yeah. it's, it's all vulnerability from i mean we're seeing vulnerability from barney and robin that oh we've never God, seen before so I who know. knows what's gonna happen with that but we'll get more into the paths forward for each of the characters next time on our season four recap right now let's get into the legendary moments for the leap the first one is from anna and anna says the leap both the episode and the actual leap is my legendary moment for the whole series Mm. the leap is such a cathartic moment with ted beaten up but recommitting himself to his character defining hopefulness I also love the song that plays at the start and end of the episode, Prophets by A.C. Newman. It's just the perfect soundtrack for it. Absolutely. It really is. Iconic, iconic. Next up is from Ben. Ben writes, hey, ladies, I am a fan of this episode, and there are some standout moments. Goat fight. Robin and Barney finally getting together. (laughs) Return of Sven. (laughs) I can't do the... do what? do do do. There's a bunch of do's in there, like a do do do, like song lyrics, like musical. Yeah, I don't know which one that. What song is that? I don't know. It just says "Return of Sven," unless it's like like um, ominous music, like dun dun dun. Or okay. is it the music that they do? I don't. Oh, mate. Oh, probably. Duh. Oh, prob- duh like it has to be. Hell yeah! I can see that. I forgot. Duh. Maybe it's that music. Then let us know. All right. Yeah. I was like, was it ominous? No. Probably their music. Um. 
The Leap and Future Ted's monologue over it. Profits by A.C. Newman. I know you two will probably need a break before season five, but we all selfishly don't want to have to wait a whole month. I have exams that will start in two weeks, so we will be listening... So we'll be listening to this episode on a study break. Also, Ted becoming a professor. Lots of love, Ben. Yay! All right, next up, well, we are going to be taking a break, but maybe I'll come up with something fun we can do in the meantime. Yeah. All right, next up is Helena, who's one of our patrons. And Helena says, first of all, I just want to say that as of today, I am officially caught up on the podcast. Good job, Helena. Proud of you. I'll miss binging it during long days at work, but I'm excited to be part of the action as it happens now. Second of all, I am sorry for hastily sending in a legendary moment for the last episode. It had been a while since I rewatched and I totally forgot it was the Murder House episode. I have a funny story about it that I wanted to share instead. So Hymium is one of the few things that calm me down when I'm having severe anxiety. And the first time I watched as fast as she can, it was late at night and I put the show on to calm down enough to go to sleep. So of course, in my already vulnerable state, I put on the Murder House episode. And suffice it to say, it did not do a very good job of calming me down that night. I know it probably doesn't sound very funny, but after many rewatches, I've moved past that initial fear. And I always laugh thinking that it freaked me out that much and at my luck... And at my luck of putting that on when I was already anxious, that episode still seems to always come out of nowhere for me, but now I find it amusing instead of scary. Well, I hope our interview with Amir Talai, owner of the murder house, also (laughs) helped allay your fears of that episode. Sorry for all of that, and I know as a patron you'll feel obligated to read it all. I'll try to keep my legendary moment for the leap as short as I can. To start, I don't love this episode, especially as a season finale. Wow. Wow. The show has so many better ones, and this just feels like a way to set up for season five and not as much a wrap-up of season four. All right. Yeah, I, th- I think mm. – I do think, though, that season four was kind of like a transition season. Right? Like, Ted's figuring his shit out. Yeah. Marshall and Lily don't really have huge storylines. No. And Barney has spent the entire season becoming ready to say something to Robin, right? Well, because I think it's, like, gearing up for, like, the next half of the... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, the, the midway point. But I feel like it was a good wrap-up because Ted's on that ledge and he tells us everything that happened in the year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah what do you did. mean it's not a good wrap-up? You want more than that? <laughs> more than, like, a six-second monologue? How dare. Um, <laughs> so I demanding. I also don't like that it ends in the same hospital room as season three. Mm. And I always get the plots of that episode and this one confused. That's mm. true. The the hospital uh, juxtaposition is true. That being said, I do love Lily talking to Ted about the plan and how stupid it is. It really resonates with me since mm-hmm. I'm a planner, especially right now, because I certainly didn't plan for many of the events of the past two years. Changing my career plans and altering my degree plan a year before graduating. Oh, that's fun. Graduating a semester early and then COVID hitting less than three months later and making my career path even more difficult. Anyway, thank you. If you read this long ass email, love you ladies and stay safe. Thanks, Helena. Thanks, Helena. All right. Next up is Matthew. Matthew writes, "Hi K and K. The leap is a good wrap. Oh, the leap is a good wrap up for season four. (laughs) Takes all kinds. It does take all all kinds. kinds here. Yeah." And I, much like 2020, I feel like now all the seasons are just blending into each other. I don't know I what, know, there's no delineation for me. Anyway, I know. Sorry, Matthew, I'll get into your leisure mode for real. 
Uh, it reminds us that a lot of things that have happened in the prior 23 episodes. It also nicely sets up for the future. Ted finally reaches a major crossroads on his journey to meet the mother, and Barney and Robin finally start their rom- romantic relationship proper. My legendary moment is Prophets, the song from A.C. Newman that plays at the end of the episode when everyone takes their leaps. I feel like it underscores that scene and season four as a whole very well. The lyrics speak of a person going with the flow and not rocking the boat rather than taking the metaphorical leap to break free and make life great, or perhaps make it legendary. It's a good reflection on where Ted and the gang have been this season, as well as a good initial window into what's to come. Honorable mention to this season's continued excellent usage of runners and callbacks in the episode. Evil Knievel, The Night of the Goat, and Sven's Ridiculous Dinosaur Building. (laughs) Good stuff indeed. As always, thanks for all that you do. Hey Beautiful would not be as great it is without your wit, wisdom, and wonderfulness. Aww. Or your wonderful emails, Matthew. You're always so complimentary. I hope you and yours have a legendary holiday season. I look forward to hearing back in the new year. Hopefully 2021, holy shit, 2021, will be a better year than the nightmare that was 2020. Stay beautiful and awesome. I'm so sad that 2020 was so awful because it's such like a fun one to say. Like, I know, I know. Uh, next up is Susan, and Susan says, My legendary moment is the song that was used in the episode. So it's Prophets by A.C. Newman. It's amazing how much music can bring an episode together. Amen. Short and sweet. Good job, Short Susan. and sweet. <laughs> Tish. Right. Hey, K and K. I can't believe we're at the end of season four. Season five is one of one of favorites, so I'm excited. But before we get there, let's finish season four with a bang. My legendary moment is the song "Prophets" by AC Newman. I will I always associate it. that song with him. Yum. Also, oh, yeah. honorable mention to the Foreskins murder train. <laughs> also, Barney and Robin. Regards, Tish. Oh my god. Oh, the Foreskins. Ah, uh, the Foreskins. All right. Next up is Lisa. And Lisa says, hey, ladies, I have missed you. I feel like I haven't interacted in months. Well, I haven't. I'm sorry. (laughs) Life has been crazy, as I'm sure yours have been, too. Absolutely true. Mm -hmm. I hope you and your families are doing well. Anyway, I absolutely love this episode. It is one of my favorites from season four and my favorite season finale. Wow. The the opinions about this episode. I know. It's all over the place. It was extremely hard to pick just one legendary moment. However, it is definitely when Robin confronts Lily and Marshall about how Barney is in love with her, and she asks Lily how long she has known. Because it is obvious that she does. Eight months. Then when she asks Marshall, he responds, seven months and 29 days. (laughs) Honorable mention to the song, Prophets. So, so good. This is probably the most popular song so far. Um, Have a great holiday season, and I can't wait for more Hey Beautiful in 2021. Who am I kidding? My legendary moment is definitely Barney and Robin in the hospital. I'm their biggest stan. (laughs) Thanks, Lisa. Jeff writes in to tell us his legendary moment. He says, hello, K&K. I hope you and your families are both well. My legmo for this episode has to be Lily shouting, for the last time, I'm not Linda Knievel. (laughs) You can tell this has been a running issue. LOL. Merry Christmas to you and yours, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, Next up is Anna, and Anna's legendary moment is the whole ending sequence, especially the song, which inspired me me to make a Hymian playlist. Mm. Good call. They do have on Spotify, there's an excellent Hymian playlist that has literally all the songs, including the the, uh, originals as well, which I listen to regularly. So check that out as well. All right. David M. writes in amazing finale episode look at that all over the place i know 
probably the best finale Hymion has other than the season eight finale. Interesting. Wow. So naturally, I have a lot of thoughts on Legmos for this one. Hehe. <laughs> First, <laughs> Legmo goes to Barney's super condescending, you are now, because I explained it to you. <laughs> because that's become a mainstay in my family for describing something obvious. Oh, I, love I, it. I think I might utilize right? that as well. I really like it. Second is for making it seem like Marshall was going to kill himself after <laughs> failing to get Ted up on the roof. As someone who struggled with those kind of issues, I always have to laugh at those jokes. They're extra funny to me. <laughs> Third is the goat. The goat is the G-O-A-T greatest of all time. Ted right. never had a chance. Never, never. You little freaking wild animal. <laughs> I was savaged. <laughs> so funny. Fourth is for the move of expressing love way too quick, scaring off the other person being <clears throat> the Mosby. Yep. Also, Marshall saying Robin's freakishly tall and doesn't believe in ghosts is a bad thing is insane. That's why so she, cute. That's why she's a 12. Oh. Uh, Barney and Robin together. I mean, cool, but not as cool as Ted X. How do you say that? Ted X Robin fan? I cannot abide. As a Ted and Robin mm, fan, I cannot Ted abide. Ted and Robin, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there was like a cool kid <clears> way to say it. That ending, though, well, let's just say it was great bait for getting my family excited for when season five would finally air. Hell yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, we're going to meet the mother. So yep. next up is from Meta. And Meta says, my legendary moment for this episode is when Marshall is trying to take the leap while Ted and Barney are sitting in a tiny swimming pool behind him enjoying the summer. Yeah, that is very cute. Is. And they got their, like, floaties on in There's, the kiddie pool. Yep. So, so cute. They're really adorable. I'm surprised how few people actually found the goat fight their legendary moment so far. Me too. Everyone loves uh, Prophets. Everyone loves the song. Great song, but I mean... Great song. I'm doing a thumbs up. Um, David R. writes, I really enjoyed this episode. A lot of great moments. Apologies on picking out two legmos. I will try to be brief. William Marshall in this episode are great. Just the very quick lines they have back and forth. The whole back and forth pregnant lie. Go ahead and jump. I hope you die. That's all the permission I need. And then later with the metaphorical leap, metaphorical leap. I think they're a lot of fun this episode. For sure. So good to have her back. I know. Again, thanks to the two of you, I would I try to pick up on the little things and nuances of the series. The clear throwback from Three Days of Snow of I Can Jump That Far. And yes, I checked. They're wearing the same outfits. Yep. It's, and, the, it's the same scene. And then one that I don't think many will notice, which is a very, very brief throwback from Season 3, Episode 4, Little Boys, when Ted calls Lily about the goat being in the kitchen. Caitlin it's here, it. Lily. It's looking at me, which is the exact same line that Robin says to Lily when Doug walks into his apartment and sees Robin eating breakfast. Yep. <laughs> Good ones. Hope y'all are well and have a great New Year's. <laughs> David R. Thanks, David. Thank you. Okay, next up is Nikki. And Nikki says, hope you are having a wonderful holiday season. My legendary moment for this episode is how they coined the term the Mosby as a way for Robin <laughs> to drive Barney away. High risk, but high reward. Special murder, special shout out to the murder song that makes yet another appearance in the series. These are the little details that I love about the show. Can't wait for the new episode. Merry Christmas, lovely ladies. Nikki. Thanks, Nikki. Next up is Johnny. Johnny writes, hey, K&K, happy solstice. Thank you, happy solstice to you Thanks, as happy well. happy solstice to you as well. Blessed be. 
Here's to putting behind us a shitty, awful year to a new year and new beginnings. Yes. I've been busy with work, so I haven't had time to send a legmo lately. I'm glad season four is done, as it is not my favorite. Season five is my favorite, and I'm ready to hear your awesome breakdown after the Yay. new year. The Leap is a pretty solid season final uh, final episode. It moves the story along into the next season. My legmo for this episode is a line from Marshall. He says to Robin, you're very pretty, but you are freakishly tall and do not believe in ghosts. Marshall always has the best one-liners. Agreed. So good. Thanks again for sharing your lives and love of Himyum with us. It's a privilege and an honor to journey with you too. Cheers, Johnny B. Oh, thanks, Johnny. I know. We have the... That's why they're our HB fam. That's right. This is a little fam, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, last but certainly not least is Sam P. Hey, K&K. Hope all is well. I'm so glad we finally got to my second favorite episode in the series. Ted is the closest any TV character has come to my personality struggles, etc. This episode has meant so much to me and identify with it for different reasons as I age and reach new points and challenges in my life. Amen. It's not just the situations Ted finds himself in, but the way he thinks, feels, and reacts that I just feel like I don't see in shows very often. Mm. And I am so grateful to the Himium staff for bringing this character to life. With that said, my legendary moment is the leap itself. Mm. For years, it never felt like I'd find a great partner, yet this year I got engaged under a yellow (gasps) umbrella because I took a leap three years ago and met an amazing person. I honestly think this episode helped motivate me to better myself, and it now motivates me to take a leap similar to the one Ted took this episode with his career. Yay, Sam! Also, the 2020 parallels really just make this episode hit different. For real. This kind of catharsis is much needed, and I just really appreciate that this podcast and subsequent community exists so that we can all experience this together. Thank you so much for recording these, as it has helped me so much in getting through this year. You guys have truly made something special here. Oh, Mm. sincerely, someone who will never be Linda Knievel. That oh, makes probably Sam. three of us. Oh my God. Sam. Amen. I could never be Linda Knievel. Oh, fuck that. And also, regarding your letter, fuck you if you think Friends is better than this. <laughs> right? Right. Fr- Friends isn't fucking inspiring people no. to like try something new in their lives and change their path. I'll say it. Unless it's like to try the Rachel haircut. Ugh. Otherwise, I mean, this show, oh, whatever. You guys know how I feel about this show. Friends is um, just so surface level. It just. Yeah. Yeah. The more we rewatch, rewatch this and do deeper dives, the less and less I like Friends. I know. I mean, I'll, I'll, it's like a background show. That's fine, mm, but I guess. Not but even, like, huh? I genuinely love the five main characters, and I love the guest star. You know, the star guest characters that are recurring. Yeah. Blah blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Stewarts and Claudias. Yeah, I can't well, really yeah. think of people like I loved. Like, who did I love on Friends as a character? Phoebe, maybe. Yeah, Phoebe and Joey because they were funny. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The rest of them were like Mark. Ross was annoying. Like it just. Ugh, I know. I mean, and people people like our show and and our show like him and our show. It people is our like show. him and Friends. That's fine. Yeah, but of course. We, we're we're clearly biased, obviously. Yeah, like because it's fine if you like it, friends, but it's just not it's full of beautiful lessons. It is. It's you know? so well done. It is so well written. It is so well cast and acted and directed. Yes, everything about it. And like you said, well like we've said this before, 
the older I get, the more I rewatch it, the, the I just feel differently about it. Yeah, yeah. You know? You find different things that you love, just like Sam said. Well, yeah. that's that's it, guys. That's the leap. That's season four. Woo-hoo. We did it. Cannot even... I know. So thank you for listening, everybody. We will see you next time, one last time before 2021 for the season four wrap up. So Crazy. look for that soon. Um, and you can start sending your legendary moments for season five to yeah. us at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure you put the episode name mm-hmm. in the subject line because that's what I search for when I'm trying to put all y'all's emails together. Um Thanks so much to Rachel's Cookies and Treats for sponsoring us, I think, almost all year, right? Yeah. So shout out to them. Thank you so much to them for being our sponsor. And thank you to everybody who's used our code Mm -hmm. because that makes them want to keep being our sponsor. So get out there and buy some cookies and some treats. Uh, If you loved this recap, please leave us an Apple Podcast review so we can help our HB family grow. And you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you listen so you never miss a recap in the new year. And we hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl Ong.